Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I am your host, Scotty Waz. Welcome. It's a weird Wednesday edition. I uh, had some uh, little tech issues on, on my usual recording day, so we decided to push it back because it's not worth annoying myself for the rest of the day. Um, so we'll get to some news. The Black Bears had a big, big week uh, off the ice and then coming onto the ice and all kinds of fun stuff there. We'll talk about that. UCHC gave out some awards this week, and the Stevenson men and women were honored there, and we'll also talk some players as we are wont to do. But first, the Black Bears got started off in a big, big way, um, getting some monthly honors as Philip Tornquist won the Defenseman of the Month honors for the month of April. almost uh, forgot what month it was that uh, they decided, hey, we'll give, him the, give this to the, the young man. As Tornquist had 10 points in 12 games in the month, six goals, four assists, and really he came onto his own uh, in a big way on the power play for the Black Bears, really uh, working that side area, the half-board area, setting himself up for some boomer of his shots uh, and, you know, finding the twine more often than not. A Sweden native also had a uh, plus seven during the month and three multi-point games in this whole situation. So uh, a valuable pickup in the midseason side of things, and it's been huge to see his growth and development throughout the year. So that's off to Philip on that one in the honors. And, and that's the third time a Black Bear has been named a uh, monthly award winner. September 2019, Wilmer Skoog was uh, forward of the month. And then uh, it was earlier this year, Cam Gaudet, I believe November 2020 is uh, when he got his honor. So Tornquist gets his name on the board there. Then on Friday night, a huge, huge boost for the Black Bears as they clinch the final playoff spot in the East Division thanks to the Danbury Junior Hattricks losing on Friday night 5-1, to two, five to one, I believe. Um, and that was huge as uh, the Black Bears finally knew they could clinch uh, a playoff spot. There's going to be playoff hockey at the Den. So really, really awesome to hear. This team's worked very hard. This team's going to be the first team uh, at or above 500 when the season closes, although we do have uh, two more games, Thursday, Friday, for the Black Bears to take part in the regular season. And then we'll talk a little bit about playoffs here in a second. Uh, first matter at hand this week was the what was is going to be the first-round matchup of the playoffs as the Johnstown Tomahawks welcome the Maryland Black Bears in a, a series that the uh, game's been super tight. Ten of the 13 previous going into this game uh, those games between the two teams were one-goal games, uh, a lot of them going to extra time. This uh, rivalry, even though Johnstown does have a decisive advantage, has been a tight one, and the Black Bears always know uh, what they're looking getting into, and it should be interesting to see what this playoff matchup will yield. However, Saturday night was not the night for the Black Bears as they dropped this one 4-1, to one, and really it was a quite the penalty-filled game, <laughs> let's uh, especially in the third period. The third period was just a Donnybrook of sorts, uh, and we'll get to that, clearing that up in a, in a second here. But the Black Bears got off to the lead early as their power play, really working the puck around, really seeing the ice a lot, and uh, it ended up with Daniel Colabufo tipping in a rebound uh, for off of Brandon Piku's shot and uh, set up by Dylan Finley. Uh, Colabufo's eighth goal, Piku's sixth of six, Finley's uh, eighth assist on the air on the power play, 11.54. And then Johnstown kind of took a little bit of advantage. They took some time to wake up. Maryland did a good job of uh, 
pretty much not letting uh, high percentage shots go through on Michael Morelli, who was back in his first game uh, since his uh, he went down last week. But uh, 15-36, Daniel Tax on the power play, his 11th of the year, tied the game, and that's where we went into the second period, where you started to see a little bit of the uh, animosity arise, especially between Aiden Brewich and Ethan Webb, as those guys got into it uh, along the Black Bears bench, and uh, some brouhaha's, what, what was a foreshadowing of things to come. No scoring in the second period. Although Maryland and Johnstown kind of played a neutral zone game, only 13 shots total, 7-6 to six for Johnstown in that period. So a little chess match going on there. Then the third period got off quick for the uh, Tomahawks as they had a carryover power play, and Reed Stark puts home his 12th of the year on the power play, uh, making it 2-1. to one. And then a minute and uh, 21 seconds later, uh, it was uh, Jay Ahern, his 29th of the year, putting Johnstown up. Three to one. Then the craziness happened overall as uh, Will Margell got into it uh, with, I believe, Reed Leadbold. Margell got a uh, unsportsmanlike conduct, 10 minute uh, misconduct on that one. Uh, then Brouhaha's. Jack Hillman uh, got into it with Max Neal. Both of them got a uh, five and 10. Uh, Hillman, uh, you know, five and 10 for Hillman. Then Master Monica and Hunter McCoy got into it. Then a little bit later in the period, Daniel Colabufo getting a two-minute and a 10. Huggins getting a two-minute and a 10. Reed Liebel getting a 10-minute uh, penalty uh, for himself. Jarrett Geiger getting a two and a 10. TJ Kufus with a two and a 10. Liam Whitehouse with a two. I don't even see uh, uh, Aiden Brewage's stuff on here. Aiden Brewage had some penalties in the third that they did not record, uh, it seems. It was, a, it, it was a wacky third period. A lot of the stuff not on here. Uh, but it was a Johnny P has the photos on the Facebook Hockey Show, uh, the Facebook page, and you could see just the guys just hanging around the box. Johnny was on the catwalk for that on the catwalk. He did his little turn on the catwalk, and it was uh, it was the playoff feel, it was that playoff vibe going into it. Uh, and you know, it, it, it's good to have that so that kind of intensity turned up a little bit, but also kind of bordering on you know it's playoff time. Uh, we got, you know, we got to start playing smart, not doing anything that could get us suspended or injured or anything like that. Uh, keep the bad blood going, but uh, you know, controlled aggression. I think it is something like that. Uh, but we'll see how this all goes and how it carries over into the games this week, as uh, the last home games and the last regular season games of the season take place Thursday and Friday at the Den. If you can't make it out to the Den for uh, build an appreciation night. Uh, you can, uh, I think that's Thursday night, Thursday or Friday night, one of the nights. Go out to both nights. Why not? You can always watch on Hockey TV as well. And then, yes, playoffs are after that, and we got ourselves some confirmation of what the playoff dates are going to look like. Uh, we have ourselves uh, the Johnstown Tomahawks, of course, coming into town. Those first two games in Johnstown, it's going to be a 2-2-1, two, two, uh, five, best of five games. So at least one home game for the Black Bears. Uh, the Johnstown will host May 21st and 22nd, 7.30 p.m. on both those start times. And that's a Friday-Saturday event. And then Wednesday, May 26th, the Black Bears uh, will take on the uh, Tomahawks in the first home game of uh, Black Bears playoff history. And then, if necessary, Game 4 is Thursday with Game 5 at, uh, in Johnstown on the 29th, that's Saturday. So uh, 21st, 22nd, 
26th for sure, 27th, 29th if necessary. So it'd be a huge, huge situation for all of this. Uh, you know, Black Bears going into it big, hopefully make a deep run. This East Division, man, you, you can't predict it. There are all four teams, top to bottom, stem to stern, are really good uh, teams. This is not a fluke that this East Division has been as tight as it has been, not only this year, last year was pretty tight as well. And it's not as if like Johnstown and Maine are running away with it, even though the stats kind of lean that way. Overall, when you see it from the greater, from the bigger picture, Johnstown's lost to Maryland a couple times this year. Maine's lost to Maryland a couple times this year. Uh, all these teams can beat everybody else at any given moment. Uh, so the, this is going to be, if you think the games prior are tight checking hockey, we're going to have a lot of tight checking hockey going into these playoffs here. And hopefully the games against Northeast will be a nice tune up session for the Black Bears and what they need to do going uh, ahead into the playoffs for that. So Thursday, Friday matters a hand right now as the uh, Northeast Generals will come into town and uh, finish off the regular season for the Black Bears. And then next Saturday or Friday and Saturday will be uh, the second season, the thing that we are uh, we've anticipated here for f- almost uh, three years now. So a huge, huge uh, deal. And if you can get to the den, great. If not, you can go ahead and catch my ho- catch the games on Hockey TV, and then follow us here for afterwards. The Stevenson men and women were honored uh, from not only UCHC situations, but also um, for uh, or at least the men's side for their own uh, recognitions from the team. So we'll start off with the men as they have a little bit um, a longer stem to talk about. Uh, team awards were given out. Ryan Kenny, the goaltender, MVP season for him. He gets the team MVP, 200 GAA, 927 save percentage for him in 14 games. Kenny has been fantastic for this team after coming in last year as a first year, and his sophomore season didn't disappoint either, uh, albeit in a short, uh, short condensed schedule. Uh, but he was uh, spectacular for this team and helping them out getting to the uh, the uh, UCHC uh, finale uh, there at the end. Mac Lowry was rookie of the year, and you know this guy turned it on. It's Ten goals, seven assists. He was huge for the uh, Mustangs this season. A nice welcome. Uh, addition to the team after his junior A years in Coburg. Uh, so it was a big addition for him, and he busted onto the scene really, really well. And hopefully he can uh, keep that going in his sophomore season, kind of take a page out of uh, Ryan Kenny's book and keep uh, keep the good times are rolling. Ryan Patrick, defenseman, was uh, Mustang Award winner for on and off the ice leadership. Uh, Patrick has been a, uh, a huge, huge contributor to the the Stevenson Athletic Corporation, at least in the hockey in the hockey sense of things, another sophomore who came in and was a a huge or a junior this year, a huge factor for this team uh, in the grand scheme of things. Last year, coming off a, a seven goal, twenty three assist season, this year having four goals, thirteen assists, better than a point per game average. Again, uh, uh, you know. It helps a lot. The Morgantown, Virginia, or West Virginia native, making big uh, strides for this team as uh, you know, just as a big leadership and going into his senior year next year. I'm sure, uh, given the fact that there was no national championships, I'm sure this uh, this coming season will be a big, big leap for him, as if it wasn't uh, going to be already. And an NHL alum as well, so that's huge for the NHL to see uh, their guys thrive 
in the NCAA situation. Chad Watt, improved, uh, most improved player last uh, this season, going from uh, .625 points per game from a three nine three last season. Which, uh, you know, I mean, Chad Watt was big on the power play, too. You know, you look at the power play numbers, Chad Watt factored into a lot of them. Uh, seven goals, three assists on, in 16 games. Uh, pretty, pretty good numbers for him, all things considered. Uh, so that's a, a a big boost for him to improve off of his 8-3 uh, and three last year. He almost matched his uh, goal and point total last year in about half as many games. So, you know, that, that, that warrants a bit of approval, I would have to say, for the Corona California native. Um, and a lot of these guys we're going to see here on our uh, on our sheet. Uh, well, not really. It's a, it's, we'll talk about Mac Lowry, who won the UCHC uh, Rookie of the Year. Huge major award for him. Again, it's a guy who uh, was uh, just amazing to this team. 1.06 points per game, 19th among all skaters nationally in points, and 7th in the nation in points per games among rookies. That's huge for him. Aaron Murray, a stalwart on the blue line, got Defensive Player of the Year for the first time in his senior season. Fifth among defensemen with uh, 10 points, four goals, six assists, and uh, you know helped the defense who was giving up just over two goals a game uh, for this situation. Stevenson, second place in the regular season, runner-up finish in the conference tournament, uh, and they played the uh, their first conference championship game. Uh, also, in this whole situation, Murray uh, was the first team all-conference for the UCHC as well, while Lowry and Ryan Patrick were second team all-conference. And, of course, Mac Lowry getting himself on the all-rookie team, as well as Blake Coleman and uh, Marco Sturma. Now, Sturma started the year uh, for the Stevenson Mustangs. Uh, he had a couple, a little bit of a success, 1.52 goals against in two games, 9.23 save percentage for him in that. All while Blake Coleman was the guy who uh, ran the offense side of things for the defense, as it were, as he had himself a six-goal, 14-point season in his first season in Division Three, coming out of the NCDC and the Islanders Hockey Club. So a, a promising future for a lot of these guys. Of course, you look at Aaron Murray going, uh, going out, maybe Blake Coleman can take up even a bigger role. In the defense next year, of course, the defensive side of puck doesn't, you know, it, it, it is a forte, perhaps not a key of forte. And also, uh, we'll have to see what comes in in terms of the freshman uh, or first year players rather going into this coming season. But the future is bright for Dominic Dahl's team there in Reisterstown. Not to be uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, the Stevenson women who got nods this year for uh, UCHC honors. Uh, not any individual awards uh, to say. Trin Barkless did get second team all UCHC honors. While honorable mention uh, for coaching balance, Nikki Kendrick got elected onto that one. And the all-rookie team goes to uh, Hannah Labby. Uh, Trin Barkless was uh, phenomenal this season for the Stevenson Mustangs. Of course, she was unable to uh, make the uh, the playoff game due to uh, unknown issues. You, you, in this day and age, you only assume what it was, but we can't go all in. Her and a couple other of the uh, the ladies were out for this for the uh, for the playoff game that they had. So one could only think what could have happened 
if uh, she had actually, her and, and a couple other people were on the ice. But Barkless this year, 19 points in 12 games, including nine goals and a plus 12 on the board in her senior season. Big, big contribution from her. Uh, again, you have that free year, and she was not didn't she didn't seem to be included in the seniors that were going away, whether that was oversight or if they knew that she might be coming back for her free year. I don't know, but we will have to see as the summer rolls around. Hannah Labby, the uh, forward from uh, the Little Caesars program uh, in Detroit, amazing season for her, better than a point per game, seven goals, 13 points in 11 games played, including a plus 11 on the score sheet there. Three power play goals uh, overall, as well as two game-winning goals to speak of for her part. And, of course, Nikki Kendrick, who was uh, pretty, pretty dominant. Again, nine goals, 11 points. A Cy Young Award winner here with 9-2 and uh, and being the record of note for her as a junior. Plus nine for the season. And down the stretch, I mean, she had five goals in two games uh, closing out the season before she was also unable to play in the uh, Manhattanville playoff game. But again, bright, bright future ahead. Uh, Tori Amoff has built a great structure for this team in only two seasons behind the bench. I'm sure the recruitment process isn't going to be a hard one when you see the improvements that this team has made, uh, even in just two seasons from where they were prior and just being uh, a, a gutsy, gritty team, making playoffs, being in the mix, creating just a, a good culture there in Stevenson. So uh, hats off to the ladies there for their uh, award nods as well. Some players. Let's get to them. Uh, Sam Annis is uh, is still firing on all cylinders. Last week, uh, four games played, four point or yeah, four points put on the board, a goal and three assists as the AHL winds up their season. Annis currently twenty two points in twenty games, three goals, nineteen assists. Kind of doing that variety average for what he usually puts out in terms of goal assist ratio, especially last year with his uh, with his ratio of twenty goals and fifty assists. I mean, you can do the math because God knows I'm terrible at it. So that's uh, good for Annis, who also jumped back into the game quick, considering he was on the taxi squad for the St. Louis Blues for a good chunk of the middle part of the season here, and was able to jump back into it and kind of get his wheels in motion, get his game. Uh, going for the Utica Comets, who announced that they would be uh, the Devils affiliate this season. So that means Annis probably not going to go along with this team. And even in his 20 games, 22 points puts him second amongst the team, uh, four points uh, on the on the season. So that's pretty huge uh, for him to jump back into that and uh, you know be as big of a contributor to that team, even though he was spending time on the taxi squad away from the team. Jarrett Rossberg got himself an assist. Um, did they play a double? Really? Did they play a double hitter? I'm looking at the schedule. I, for, I, I forgot to mention an assist he had last week, but it looks like they played. It, it appears that the t- Texas Stars and the Cleveland Monsters played two games on Sunday, the second. I don't think that's possible. Rosberg got an assist on that one. He also got an assist on the Friday night's game against the uh, the uh, Tucson Roadrunners, as uh, their season ends up in the Pacific Division. Actually, going to have a uh, a playoff. I don't think Texas is in the Pacific Division anymore but uh, Rosberg 33 games a goal and five assists for the Texas Stars in his first quote-unquote full season of uh, pro hockey there 
And um, finally, Andrew Takis, a little bit more struggles continue, although uh, taking on the uh, Shreveport Mudbugs, the top team in the uh, Southern Division there. Uh, hard to go against them as uh, f- five goals against in uh, 56 minutes of play for Takis and the Amarillo Bulls, 23 saves in the effort as the uh, the Bulls now look ahead to uh, their uh, spot. They will be taking on these same – it looks like they're taking on these same Shreveport Mudbugs in the first round of the playoffs. So uh, a fun, interesting situation we're going to have here with uh, with this and see what happens with Takis going forward. Takis had a, a heck of a run there in the middle part, and it kind of leveled off a bit as he sits at 12-8-1 with the 291 goals against and a 904 save percentage uh Aaron Randazzo's season that season is over in the USHL his final numbers 22 games played with a uh a 362 goals against 840 or 884 save percentage and a record of 10 8 and 2 uh in the USHL with the Green Bay Gramblers uh, and he will be going to Air Force Academy next season in NCAA as it looks like he decommitted from St. Cloud and is now going to Air Force. So that's it. We've wrapped it up. We've done it. Uh, we've got uh, last regular season, this regular season games this weekend at the Dennett Piney Orchard, and then we will go ahead to the playoffs. Playoffs after that. So a lot of stuff and a little amount of time to get to. Do tune in to our show if you can, and thank you if you have. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Tell a little kid. Um... It's gonna be a great time. What was that? What was the Nighthawk go kart? Uh, everybody from your your sister, the slap happy grandpappy. Go tell your slap happy grandpappy. That's something. That's local references, right? Anyway, folks, you have a wonderful rest of your week. I'll be watching along with you guys. Go check out the uh, Chesapeake Hockey Week Twitter, Chesapeake HW Pod on Twitter, and that's also on Facebook as well. Clutch and Crab Hockey is the website where I occasionally write things here and there when I find the uh the means to do so uh so there you go we've done it uh i'm scotty was take care of yourself and someone else this has been chesapeake hockey week on the face off hockey show media faction uh you guys have a safe week go play that clutch and crab hockey to air horn and i'll talk to you next time through peace